the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Hope you had a great week, or if not, you try to wake up and look at everything that's positive. It'll put you in a much better mood if you're not. So I try to do that. I don't always succeed, but I try. Many years ago, that's what someone told me. When you wake up every morning, you can look at all the bad things, or you can look at all the good things. It will change your day if you look at all the good things, which I try to do. Um, of course, you know by now you're listening to Iron Real Estate, and we are. An, I don't want to say the only, there's one before, I think the NAR, the National Association of Realtors, is doing a show soon, if they didn't start already, right before us. Um, They wanted to be back-to-back, so you're going to get all the real estate knowledge in the world that you need now. Um, But we're... We're, we've been on the air for, I don't know how many years, maybe 10. I, so, so we've been a longstanding and our, and our goal, and we have a great audience and great listeners, and we love giving you information and making you really aware because everyone loves real estate. I always say it's the universal language, no matter who you are, no matter what country you're from, and whether you're rich, whether you're poor, everybody loves to hear about real estate. And, um, I would say that now it's probably one of the top investments you can do, but you know, it's complicated. There's loopholes and knowledge is power. So we'd like to make sure that you are able to get uh, all the information you need. And then of course, take your questions. um, So you don't have to pay lawyers. Okay. We all uh, really love helping you out and we love hearing from you. So you always should call us because we'd love to hear from you at 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Um, I'm happy to uh, always introduce, although they need no introductions by now, Senior Vice President of Citizens Bank, Ace Wanasupar. Good morning, Ace. Good morning, Dottie. Can't believe it's been 10 years and, uh, you know, huge, it's huge 10. thank you to our, to our loyal listeners and, and audience for... Um, being with us for the last 10 years. I mean, it's been, it's been amazing to see how many listeners and, and folks have been following us, Dottie, every time they call and they're like, Dottie, we love you. Thank you so much for all the information. I mean, that's, that's exactly why we do what we do. So thank you so much to all of our audience. Yeah. And we love you guys and we love doing it. So 
I mean, really, I just got, I, we just got somebody who just wrote the same thing. Thank you. Uh, we love doing it for you. We love you. And we feel like one big family. So, and I, and, and tr- truthfully, I always tell everybody, you know, when you put a team together and this team has grown and like, I can say that I love Ace and I respect him as a professional, but I, I love him as a person and as a friend and the same with Steve. So we put a group of the top professionals in real estate together so that you would be able to really get every piece of the information. And when you put together a great team, obviously you get great information, but you also end up getting close. It's not somebody you just call once in a while that you really don't know. And I think relationships are just as important. And if I could give you a bit of advice, if you ever go to, whether it's an attorney, whether it's a doctor, whether it's a real estate person, if if you don't feel comfortable with them or you don't have a good rapport, even if they really might be great, I still think that it's always good to have a great professional who's 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 got the knowledge, but also that you feel you can speak to and you feel comfortable with. I think that's just as important. Um, obviously, there's been so many, there's but so much, many mortgages and so many people asking for money and we're bombarded with news, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, but I just want to say that Citizens is the bank to use when you need anything, whether it's a refinance, a home equity loan, okay, a mortgage, anything you might need, or just information or, you know, double checking the options you have. And I always say that. Uh, and maybe what I'd like to talk about a little bit today, because I, I had someone emails and I tell you, if you can't get to the phone and you want to send us, you know, an email, you can do it at sadiherman.com or you can go and leave it on our Facebook page, Iron Real Estate. Uh, but someone did leave us a question. Does it pay maybe? And I'm sure Ace will answer this later for you. But we talked about, you know, refinancing and things of like that. And the question was, you know, basically I have a 30 year mortgage. Maybe I should go down to a 15 and something that we should talk about today. Um, again, call us 866-970-9622. And of course, we're with our other co-host, Stephen Ebert, who specializes in real estate. And again, I always say people, when you're dealing with attorneys, you need to deal with the best, but you also need to deal with a specialist in that area. And I know we all love to save money, but don't go ask your son-in-law, who's a divorce attorney, to do you the favor, because number one, he really doesn't want to, but, 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 but he will <laughs> if he had to. But bigger than that, he's not specialized in that field. And it's like, if you're, you know, if I, look, I had a hip surgery, so I wouldn't go to a cardiologist for that. I mean, I, you know, so you, you, you go to the experts in the field, whether it's medicine, whether it's law, whether it's real estate, I always say you go to the best and you go to the people that do it all the time. Um, but Steven. Thank, thank you, Dottie. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, good morning, Ace. Good morning, morning. Stephen. And, you know, Stephen is a partner at Casson and Casson LLP. And they have offices in Manhattan, Westchester, Dallas, and Phoenix. So if you have any legal questions or any dilemmas about real estate, uh, which always come up, please give us a call at 866-970-9722. 9622, excuse me, I should know the number by now. 
And again, thank you so much to Citizens Bank, which works with Douglas Elliman as a preferred lender. Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions. And we can't thank them enough. They've been supporting us from almost the very beginning. They also support their customers by providing an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking and a 24-7 customer contact center. You can easily find more information at citizensbank.com. That's citizensbank.com. And hopefully they won't have it for long more uh, because hopefully we'll start to not see the end of it, but I think it's really going to start slowing down. I think I just heard some people predict that this COVID-19 will be herd immunity in April, May. I, I kind of not counting on it being that soon, but we're, 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 go, we're trending downwards. And that's really important because when you think back, this has been a hell of a year. And I think when we all think back, when we went on lockdown in March, I don't think any of us thought we'd be sitting here, you know, that this, we thought well, a couple of weeks and it'll be all over. This has been tough for all of us. And uh, just want to say, you know, we've all been through a lot. And I think maybe sometimes things happen. And um, I always try to find something good out of what this this all happened, but truthfully, I think it forced us. We were all running, 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 running. Everyone's busy, 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 and all of a sudden, you have no choice. You have to stop. The world shut down, and we were shut down, and we were all isolated, and we were alone. We couldn't see our families. Of course, what else can you do but think and maybe watch Netflix? So I've seen every movie, and I generally don't. But when you have time to think, I think it's changed a lot of people's perspective. And I think people start to realize what's really important. And of course, your health, because if you don't have your health, I don't think you have much. But your health and your family and your friends and the people that mean something to you. Um, I was just listening to, um, I just read something that Warren Buffett said. And he basically said, you know, that you're lucky if you really have just a couple of really close friends and family in your life. And I think everyone treasures, treasures that more. You know, I was just um, on some radio station. No, not radio. It was a television station. I wasn't sure what it what, what, what channel it was, but I guess it, it ran in Florida. So uh, all of a sudden I got an email or text and it was somebody from high school who said, I'm in Florida. I live here now. And so is so-and-so and so-and-so and she listed 10 people. Um, and we're all going to, we're going to, I'm going to put something together. And sure enough, Wednesday, I'm meeting with 10 high school friends. And by the way, I graduated a lot of years ago, uh, 10 high school friends for the day. And we're going to hang out and we're so looking forward to it. And it's things like that. And, you know, you know, things take on a much greater meaning. And I also want to give a shout out to my Cuba friends. And uh, I went on a trip to Cuba, which was a crazy kind of trip. It was a bunch of women and I didn't know most of them. And this was about seven years ago or eight years ago. And we went to Cuba together and we all just hit it off. And it's seven or eight years later and we're in touch all the time. We have our Cuba girls zooms and our emails and um, we've really become great close friends and so um, there's things that really came out that really made us really look at 
more than just running every day and going to work and doing the things that we do every day. So, um, and appreciating what we have. So for that, we're happy. Um, I'm lucky. Um, and so I'm hoping that Citizens Bank, who does have a COVID-19 resource center, won't be having to keep it for too much longer because I'm hoping that this really calms down, hopefully by the, hopefully by the end of the summer. Uh, today at 11 o'clock, we are going to be joined by uh, Laura Morton, um, and she is a 21-time New York Times bestselling author who has written over 50 books and is the producer of an upcoming documentary film called Anxious Nation. And I'm excited to say she's going to be writing my book. And uh, she's all, and she's going to be with Holly Parker, who is a top agent, Douglas Elliman. Um, she has sold nearly $8 billion of luxury real estate. And she's a first-time author. And lo and behold, what did she write a book on? What she does, well, I don't want to say the best because I think she's a great mom too, but on her new book, which is co-authored by Laura Morton and it's back on the market, A Realtor's Guide to Love and Life. And it's a great book. You'll, you'll, you'll want to read it. Um, you can reach me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, or email me at dottieherman.com or as I said, go to our, our Facebook page. We love to hear from you and the number 866 so anyhow, what happened this week? I will tell you that we have some really good, we, we I guess we had pretty good news. Um, everything was pretty strong and we had really great, uh, great rental. We had the most contracts signed and God knows and rentals were, you know, God knows how many deals. And people are really coming back to New York City. It's such a good sign. It's great to see. Uh, and for those sellers who think, well, gee, I'm not making the same amount of money. Well, you know what? If you didn't really buy at the top of the market, I'm still sure you're going to make plenty of money. But it just shows you that we really peaked. We reached our height right before the pandemic and the prices were just getting too, too high. And now people say, gee, I can be in New York. I can be in this vibrant city. I can finally be part of it. Uh, I can finally afford to do that. So it's a wonderful opportunity. And I think as you see New York come back, you're going to see the demographics change a bit. Um, they'll be younger, more diversified. And I think that's healthy, but it is on the comeback. And I'm so pleased to see that, but I really never had a doubt. I always said, I put my money on New York any day of the week, New York City, and I'm not a gambling person. It is... Um, the most homeowners uh, that bought, and this nationally, we've had probably most more sales and people that bought homes than we've had seen in 25 years. And that part of it was the pandemic. I mean, people love to buy homes, and, but I think the pandemic and people being stuck in their homes or their apartments for so long made them see every fault in it and also made them realize in many ways how really important it is to them. And so people looked. And there's really still a shortage of supplies. So prices are continuing to go up. I don't see that stopping. I see it leveling off a bit in 21, but I see that continuing. Uh, but there's still a high demand. And what keeps prices up is supply. There's not a big supply and uh, that nationally. Now in New York City, you have a different situation. And I had a... Uh, 
reporter from one of the papers called me yesterday and said, well, what would your advice be in a couple of sentences to an investor buying real estate anywhere? And I basically said, well, I would never say, you know, she said, actually, the question was, what podcast would you listen to? And that's something that we're going to start to do here on Ion Real Estate. And I said, I might listen to podcasts to learn more about real estate, but I would never use a podcast to buy real estate because each parcel or piece of real estate is, is unique and different. And there's no general rule. You'd have to look at the numbers and the area and sales. And that's why it's always great to use the real estate pro- professional, especially with Douglas Elliman. Um, But the real estate sentiment across the country for residential real estate and investments is totally very positive. Actually, residential, not residential and commercial real estate, even though it's down, uh, people see it as a good opportunity, they outstripped, they really went past other financial investments. So people are putting their money in REITs, in their own homes. People are really investing in real estate. And the luxury buyers, those people are trading up and looking for, and what they're, you know, looking for is more space and more outdoor space and bigger room because we do believe, and again, um, I always tell you, these are my opinions. We're not fortune tellers. However, I don't think, I think that the virus has changed a lot of trends or expedited, to say it better, a lot of trends. And I don't think, People will ever, if they don't have to, be in the office every day. I don't think they'll either, but at the same token, I don't think they will remotely work from home either all the time because what you can do on Zoom, there's nothing like personal interaction. And by the way, Stephen and Ace, I can't wait to see you guys again and finally see us be together. Um, I just missed that. Uh, So there's nothing. So I think it's going to be a combination. And because of that, People can live further. Um, they can live in different states. I mean, I mean, it was in Florida. I might have seen half of New York City there. Um, so it's going to move. And the Biden administration did announce an extension of COVID-19 forbearance and a bunch of foreclosure protections for home buyers and protections that were expected to um, Extend. They were, or the, the, they were supposed to end in March, but the protections where you, if you're, I think, I think Ace with mortgage payments, if you, if you, if you didn't pay them, you can work that out until I think June 30th or something of that nature. And Stephen, I guess, also, um, if you didn't pay your rent, I, I'm pretty sure you have until June. And that's not saying you shouldn't pay it if you can't pay. Because they're not forgiving it. They're just giving you time um, to, they don't want people to be in the streets. So they're giving everyone time to um, get this stuff together and get back to work. But I want to ask Stephen a, a question because I just wonder, I think it's wonderful. And I don't think anybody should be thrown out in the streets. This was a tragedy that nobody could have expected. But now if you're a landlord, and somebody doesn't have to, hasn't paid you rent for a year. And my guess is if they don't have the money, they probably won't ever be able to pay you. Are they ever doing anything for the landlord side of it? Well, Dottie, you know, it's, it's a great point. You got to have symmetry uh, in the process. And I want to even expand this to be a bigger concern. 
because I don't think people are focusing in properly the entire ripple effect to the system. Maybe if, you could do that. Stephen, there's a break, and I don't want to, so that's an important, very important for everyone. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll, I'll bring it up after, right the after the break. Okay, thanks. We'll be right back. This is Iron Real Estate. Right back. Talk about the future real estate after the pandemic. I'm going home to the place where I belong. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with personal injury attorney Corey M. Stern about the effects of lead poisoning on children living in New York housing. It's Reaching Out at a special time this Saturday at noon with an encore at 9 on AM 970, The Answer. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, hoping you can join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the Land of Israel, October 2021. Join us. Get firsthand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating countries on Earth. But you'll share experiences that'll change how you read Scripture. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall. Sail on the Sea of Galilee. Pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on and on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. Now listen, if you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me October 2021 and right now register worry-free. Peace of mind guaranteed refunds up to May 8th if for any reason you want to cancel. So to come along, call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Want to listen to AM 970 The Answer on the go? There's an app for that. Download our free smartphone app so you can listen to all your favorite shows, keep up with us on social media, enter contests, win prizes, and even interact with our hosts all in one place. Just search AM 970 The Answer in the iPhone App Store or the Google Play Store for the Android. Again, search AM 970 The Answer and download our smartphone app today. That way, you can take us wherever you go. Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, or Radio.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. 
He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow that's ever been made, which it is. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets as well. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial with my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. And Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. In fact, the first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. I know, because that's exactly what happened with me. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for my listeners right now. Buy one, get one free. So call 1-800-651-0798 and use the promo code AM970 or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code AM970. Buy one and get one free. Call 800-651-0798, promo code AM970. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, you're listening to I on Real Estate. We're back. I'm here with Stephen Ebert and Eastwise Tubar. And we were in the middle of talking about you know, the whole situation in New York where they're giving fair bearance to the people, the renters, they're allowing them to pay their, they've extended that till June. And the same thing with mortgage payments, if you've missed mortgage payments. And that, I think that's great. But my question to Steve was, Stephen was, gee, okay, but what about the landlords? I mean, if you have been a landlord and you haven't had any income since March and I'm sure there's going to be a fair percentage of the people that now don't have to pay till the end of June. And at June, they're going to say, well, I don't have it. And um, so I asked yeah, Stephen, what, 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 what happens to the, 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 the landlords? And I just want to say that when we're due with that, when we're done with that, uh, we really left off last week with condominium, you know, how to get into a board, a co-op board. And I want to finish that subject up. It's important. But Stephen, go ahead. Let's let's just talk about that situation. It seems very lopsided. Yeah, so we have to take a look, and I want to take even a broader perspective back for a second and take a look at the system, right? And if you look at this for a second, the vast majority of commercial real estate has underlying mortgage financing on it. That, that's the reality. Um, it makes sense for a lot of reasons, and we can go in depth on that another time, but that's the reality. And so what happens is landlords are expecting their tenants to pay rent. That is the incoming money in which they can pay for utility services, property taxes to the government, and of course, paying off their mortgage. Now that goes into another step. A lot of these mortgages, not all, some are kept by banks, we call that portfolio lending, but a lot of them are what we call securitized and turned into mortgage-backed securities. And so what happens is those landlords who are receiving money are paying the banks, and that flows through to the various servicers and ultimately payments out to bondholders who are all sorts of pension funds who are investing in these things. And so it's an important you know, point to understand, you know, there's a circle of life in real estate, a flow of funds. And it's not just the landlords. If the landlords can't pay their bills, eventually that's going to filter into the system. Now, what's very good about right now versus where we were 12 years ago, and if people remember, there was global financial contagion in 2008, 
the banks really have been stress test. The system is better. But at a certain point, when you have people not paying, eventually there is a risk that they can filter throughout the system. So I want to even make a broader point. It's not just the individual landlord who has to pay their bills, but that will filter through into the system. So when making decisions on these policies, and what I've noticed is, right, a lot of politicians are retail. They're thinking about their local market. They're thinking about their constituents, which they should, but they need to think about their constituency broadly. They need to think about the entire financial system and not just think about you know, individuals who are going through pain, that is without doubt, um, but you can't just think about their individual pain and paying rent without thinking about what does that mean all the way through the entire system. It's very important. Okay, you know what? And that's a great point, which I didn't even think about. It's more than the landlords. Like, what about, I know, you know, the pension funds and like, I know the, 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 that invest in real estate and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, and I'm now, again, we don't, no one's here as a fortune teller, but I just kind of think the odds are in favor of me being right on the fact that, okay, now the end of June comes and the, the people call citizens, but they call ACE and say, you know, listen, we haven't paid our mortgage and we, uh, we still can't pay it. Um, well, there's, no, there's got to be a day of reckoning at some point. And look, all these programs that are being talked about are really deferral, not forgiveness. And that's really an important point that, you know, people need to get when they say, oh, great, I don't have to pay my mortgage for a couple of months. And, oh, initially there was some confusion, but it worked out, impact on credit and so forth. But, you know, at the end of the day, these mortgage payments are not being forgiven. They're right. what we call workouts. They're trying to work with each other. Um, but at some point, there has to be a reconciliation. Right. Here. I, right. I, you know, I think we have a couple of callers, but I want to get sure. back to the point that if I'm correct, because they've done this, which is a good thing, so that people have keep staying in their homes and don't get thrown out in the streets and have their uh, their rentals. But now what happens if people, let's say just 50% of the people can't pay it. Are we going to really be in the same place anyway? That's the question I'd like to talk about. Let's say, I mean, we, there's no answer because who knows? And then we're just predicting, but I'm just predicting a lot of people might not be able to pay it. And uh, I think Ace will talk a little about, I'm sure if you call the bank and try to work something out, they'll do it. But I did this, there's that, there's that potential. And Ace, are there some, are there some calls on the line? Yes, Dottie, they've been uh, patiently waiting. So thank you, Doug from Floral Park. And then we have Helen. Um, so Helen, just stay on the line. And Doug from Floral Park, yeah. you have a question in regards to housing developments. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. Good morning. Great to listen to your show, listen to it every week. Um, I, I just wanted to say, I have a house down in Barnegat, New Jersey. And uh, specifically, it's in a 55 and older development. And I, I, the house was purchased originally in 2006 for uh, $387,000. Uh, I'm getting uh, uh, assessments now of 380, uh, uh, 15, 16 years later. It's a long time we have been talking amongst ourselves. There's almost a thousand homes in this development. Uh, 
heritage points today. Uh, we, we feel that the real estate uh, powers that be are low-balling these houses. They're, they're suppressing the values, and I think we think it's because they want to make sales. What do you think of? What do you make of that? And how can I? How can we um, uh, do something about it? Doug, I am going to give you the blatant truth. When you buy in a big development where there's a thousand homes, um, that's the, the home might be beautiful, but you run the risk of, you know, and basically the development, a lot of the homes are similar. Maybe, you know, one's decorated better. There's a few different models of them, but usually they're similar type homes. And what happens is, if people put their homes on the market, and let's say, like, you know, I, I, I need a quick sale. I bought something else or I want to move to Florida. Okay. And I'm not, I'm impatient and I just don't want to wait. And I want that I could put my house lower. And you really can't stop somebody from doing that. And if too many people put their homes low, well, it's going to be very hard for someone to get a higher number. And to your point, we've talked about it on the show. That co-op boards, which I am, you know, I'm not a particular fan of a co-op board where they tell you, uh, you know, we are not letting your buyers come. Their, their, their price is not high enough. And the guy says, well, yeah, but I need the money and I have to move. And they say, sorry, sale declined. And, yeah. but they do it for the reason you're saying. So there's a downside yeah. to that also, though, if you really need the money, you can't sell your home. So what can you do about it? Yeah, right. I don't know if that there's much. I mean, it depends. You know, I, I really, I don't know much that you can do about it. And, and you know, if, and I guess it depends if there's, like, if there's one person or if there's, like, a group of people that are in a, in a, in a, a much lower price or a lower price point, uh, yeah. it's just going to make it difficult. And you could just wait it out and hope that, you know, they... I don't know, Steve or Ace, you have any ideas? Or maybe you can put some perks in yours. You know, you might, and I'm just thinking out of the box, you might, you know, to make your property stand out and maybe somebody pay more than, than, than whatever things are going for there, you might, instead of uh, making the price change, maybe you'll, you'll say, you know, we'll cover the closing cost or we'll do something with the financing because there's a lot of people that might be able to qualify for a mortgage because of their income is good, but maybe they don't have a lot of cash. And so something like that, I, you could build into the price. I think, I think, that's, one, a, I think that's a great point, Dottie. Uh, oh, go ahead, sir. I just wanted to say that I did think about that. I thought Doc? maybe putting one of these high-end generac generators in automatically, which nobody seems to have there, uh, would eliminate the stand-up. And another reason is we're in a bad situation with these places because most of these people moved here from somewhere else, and their kids are all over the country. So if they get, if they die suddenly, you know, the, the, the development's 20 years old, and, you know, there's 85, 90-year-old people here, a lot of them. If they die suddenly, then the kids are in Oklahoma somewhere, and they don't really, you know, they're not really that interested in getting the last penny. And they don't care. Yeah. They just want to sell it. Yeah. They want to sell Well, that's something you have to think about when you buy into a big development, okay? Uh, but the same thing could happen in, a, in an area. Uh, unfortunately, that's real estate. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. 
Chances are your home financing questions won't end when this show does. So the next time you have a question about home loans, ask the lending experts at Citizens Bank. They can help you every step of the way during the home buying process, starting with getting a pre-approval before you start shopping for a new home. Call 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizen Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Hi, I'm Valerie Smaldone, host of Bagels and Broadway, Sunday at 2. On this week's show, playwright and author David Parr talks about Creativity Will Save Us, a special initiative he's part of. Also, if you love pancakes, you must listen to my conversation with maple sugar farmer and farm-to-table entrepreneur Sharon Collins, author of Pancakes Make People Happy. And a singer and artist, Vivienne Boucherat, talks about her book filled with her special images, all on Bagels and Broadway, Sunday at 2. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, hoping you can join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel, October 2021. Join us, get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating countries on earth. But you'll share experiences that'll change how you read scripture, walk the ancient temple steps, touch the western wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, Pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on and on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. Now listen, if you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me October 2021 and right now register worry-free. Peace of mind guaranteed refunds up to May 8th if for any reason you want to cancel. So to come along, call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. Take AM 970 The Answer anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. 
We're back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate, and we're going to be talking um, about the rental crisis and also a little bit about, there was an article that I want to talk about that was in the, it was in Bloomberg, and it's rock bottom for New York. Real estate could could be a long way off of saying that we're not anywhere near rock bottom, which I'm not necessarily sure I agree with, but I think we had a caller. Ace, we have another caller on the line? We do, Dottie. We have Helen, and her question is in regards to co-ops and bylaws on pets. Helen, good morning. Good morning. Yes, uh, this is a co-op building of 215 apartments, and our bylaws only allow cats and birds. However, in the last year and a half or so, we have now five shareholders with dogs, and they claim to be Rescue dogs, rescue dogs. Now, is there a legal standard of right. what constitutes a rescue dog and that, too, uh, would the, uh, does, does the, would we have to acknowledge that? Permit them to purchase. Steve, I think I could give so what was yeah, your question? So, so- yeah, Steve, if you, you caught that question. Sure, yeah, and I think the question is really pet policies and what constitutes, a, re, a you know, what I would say a, a, uh, a comfort um, dog as opposed to, I'll say a rescue dog. I think that's, you know, where you get the dog from. But basically what happens is that, or a service dog uh, as well, what happens is there are some people are able to, um, particularly from a, a healthcare professional, get um, a letter that they are able to, um, you know, have a pet and need a pet for medical, psychological reasons. And so they're known as a service dog. And this puts buildings in a very tricky position. Buildings generally can have a strict pet policy. They can say, yes, pets, no pets, some pets, categorically no pets, like no dogs, or they can say only dogs, that are under a certain size or, you know, Dot, as you pointed out, only dogs that can pass our co-op board interview as well, right? They, 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 they right. can have a variety of standards um, that are there. Um, the, um, you know, so now when you get into the service dogs, it becomes a problem because what they're saying is that it's not a pet. Um, it's in fact there for a medical reason. And Steve, and, I don't want to interrupt, but I think, because this really was a big issue on this show a year or two ago. I think what also happened was they were forced. I mean, co-op boards, any place, they're forced to take a service dog. They don't have a choice. I mean, I can have a policy, no dogs, no no pets. And they found that, then if, but if it's for a medical reason, uh, I don't think they can reject that. That's, that, that's where but, I was going. That, 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 is, yeah. that is correct. Um, so, you know, the buildings are stuck with that. Now, what's happened, though, is that there has been some abuse um, in this because now what's happened is you've had some cases, and I don't want to impugn anyone, but there have been cases where people would have a, a friendly diagnosis to say that they are needed uh, of a service dog. And this is where now um, there's been some abuses, and you hear some crazy cases where they have a, a service pet of a of a snake, and one case was a peacock on a plane. So some pretty wild cases that are out there. 
Um, and I know you're not making that, you know, but that's where buildings are really stuck with that. But there have been build, buildings that are really trying to push back a little bit and saying, look, we really better see some backup to this. We're not just going to carp long say, do whatever you want to do. Yes, no, yes, you're absolutely- Yeah, and curiosity. Yeah, this is the situation because, but I think- you know, they're not really a service and a dog. However, um, the board, what, you know, how do you, what is the standard, what, a health, no, a health person, a health, what, you know, there, a, I, a friendly I know doctor or what any, I, they could I, just the, the, the standard is really a, is a doctor or other, you know, right. similarly situated medical uh, professional making yeah. that determination. There's typically a letter that comes from the medical professional and which they have that, and then the dog, and, and then it sh- and then also the dog should be specifically certified as well. That is the correct way, right? It's not just this yeah, person, certified? you know, is in need of something, and then anything goes. Yeah, but I would, so think, it's- I would, I would think, Stephen, I'm not a doctor, but I would think if somebody went to a psychiatrist and said to the psychiatrist, hey, listen, um, I'm, I have nightmares and I feel, uh, I feel if my dog's not around, I'm, I'm, I'm jittery and I'm nervous. I mean, I don't, not a doctor, so I don't want to make that determination, but that could be just something that somebody says and they, you know, they might feel that and that would qualify, I believe, you know, if the doctor would write a note as a service dog. So it's very loose. I think that's what Stephen's getting at. It's really loose. It doesn't mean like you have to have a certain medical condition to be able to claim that. I think it's any medical condition that any doctor will say you need the dog. And uh, it's very loose. And so, you know, if you have a friendly doctor who, you know, that, you know, might, might say, yeah, well, she does because she just needs them to be feeling not edgy. I think it can be as limited as that, as, as, as loose as that. It's not that it has to be a serious, like where you're dying, medical condition. So, and that's oh, correct. I, I don't think it's that. And I think that's the problem. It's like, look, and I don't want to belittle anyone, but this is exactly the problem that's going on. And where do you draw the line, right? If a building is trying to have a strict policy, but you can drive, you can really open up the door very easily. As long as someone says a letter, then it undermines the entire policy. If you can just throw this out it's, as a rubber stamp, and and that's really the tension that's going on. Yeah, but in answer of your question, I don't think the boards can do anything about that because I believe it's a law that if you or get a letter from a medical professional that you need that your dog is a service dog because you need that dog for whatever reasons. Um, they can't say no pets because it's a service. Agreed. Dog. So oh, I, oh, I agree. And so, I, no, in answer I, to your question, there right. really there really isn't much you can do other than see, you know go to a doctor and see if your doctor you know and tell them you need your dog. I don't think there's much you can do to answer your question. Um, right. It's, right. There's nothing you can't take action against the board. Yeah, we are not dog haters, but the reason why people or their neighbors complained was sometimes these people would go to work, leave the dogs home alone, and they'd be barking all day. Now, is there another route that they can take? Would that be a nuisance type of a thing where you could go that route? 
Well, I'm not the attorney, but I can tell you specifically, because I know a very good friend of mine, and this was before all the service dog stuff, uh, and, this, and this was a building that did allow small dogs. She had a dog that had anxiety, separation anxiety. So when she would leave for work, the dog would, it was a tiny dog, but it would bark. And obviously, and they took her to the board because the dog barked all day. And yeah. she then had time to correct that. And she tried. And I don't, and she never ended up correcting it because the dog was just, that was the dog. And so she ended up buying a second dog to keep him company. And eventually she ended up moving. So I think on that angle, I don't know if you'll be successful or not at the end, but you could make a different complaint if the dog was a nuisance. I get it. Okay. And, and they would have... And, and the, my my only other point on that is the way the proper way to route that complaint is to the building. I mean, you're welcome to have a polite conversation with your neighbor to try, but if ultimately things aren't getting done, the avenue in which that goes is you go and you document that to building management and the board, and then it is on the board and building management to deal with your neighbor. That, that right. is how the process works. Okay, thanks so much. You really covered Thank a lot you for of- calling. Right. You're welcome. Oh, Have you're a welcome. great weekend. And I just want to say this, because when you move into a building, you know, if you're used to living in a single-family home, you can do pretty much what you want. But when you're living in a building where there's other people, there's a lot of things that you need to know about the building. Um, and as I think Stephen always tells you, you should read when you're moving into a building what the prospectus, the rules of it, you know, what they allow, what they don't allow. But I think service dogs is kind of, you know, with everything, there's always some loopholes. So I, I don't want to say it's a loophole. I think there's many people that need it, but that's really pretty much, I don't think you can do it. There's nothing you can do about it because the boards can't do it. It's tough. And the other thing that I want to say, if we can make it broader about noise complaints in general, those are very, very tough. Like you look at bylaws, you'll see, generally speaking, that provided you are following the rules and making the payment, it's on the board to enforce and and, and have your quiet enjoyment, that's the phrase, of of your property. Okay, that all sounds wonderful. But now let's peel the next layer of the onion and find out what that really means. And these cases of a barking dog or somebody walking with shoes and making noise or a crying baby, which you know, can't be a disturbance, you know, that is a very, very tough situation to remedy. It's very, very fact intensive. And sometimes, and this is the reality, some buildings are built better than others. Some suppress noise better than others. And that is something, if that is a concern of you, for you, that is something where you have to do your due diligence up front before you buy. Um, so you need to keep that in mind. Right. And what I wanted to also say that, you know, maybe we can talk a little bit after the 11 o'clock news and uh, then we're going to finish this topic up and talk to Holly uh, Parker and Laura Morton a little about their real estate book. But th- that is so important. And what I wanted to talk about before that subject, which I don't know if we have time now, but we'll talk right after the news if you're going to, if you do have a dog, which we were going to talk about today, and you are going to a building that allows dogs, you you might have a building that makes your dog go for an interview. And I wanted to give some tips on getting your little pooch pass to pass the interview. So 
if you do have to go for an interview and you do have a pet, uh, you're always better off to get your dog certified with the American Kennel Club Canine Good Citizens Program. And you can Google that. Okay, it's the American Kennel Club Canine Good Citizens Program and present evidence to the co-op board early in the board. Now, when you go for a board interview, which we didn't finish the topic of, which we are going to today, but when you go for the board approval um, and you have that letter, it shows that the dog has passed their basic good manners test and that they're a canine, that your dog canine is a good citizen and will be an asset to the building. And the dog would be able to sit, greet people, stay. And so, and sometimes they'll ask your dog to come and they'll actually interview your dog. So I know for those of you who don't know co-ops or don't live in a the city that has co-ops, think it's absurd, but this is really part of it. So if you do have pets, you really need to especially look at what the board allows and what they don't allow. Uh, if you put in the board package, when you're doing the board package, you need to put the description of the breed. Like, what is your breed's dog? You know, and you put that on the about, there's an about me page with you and you put your dog's photo, personality, measurements, pedigree, descriptions of your dog's really daily routine. Uh, whether you have a groomer, the walker, uh, that the dog is well behaved. Okay, and because the dog can turn, because they can turn you down, even if they allow dogs and say your dog really just doesn't uh, fit in here or it's not behaved enough. So, you know, and again, when you talk to people outside of the city, they'll think, what is that insane? But that's really what you might go through uh, in getting your dog in. And, um, you know, and you so you and you want to have a dog that doesn't bark anyway, because then even. Uh, then you could get thrown out for really having a dog that is just just annoyance, okay? So important that if you're in a board and you have a dog, make sure. Um, Stephen, another re- another uh, rejection is, which is, is sounds absurd. She was too rich, and we rejected her. We she we shared too much money. It's you know it sounds absurd, um, but I've actually had that I've had I've had issues. You know it's interesting. Co-ops are not just about being financially you know stable and having children financially stable. They want to have good neighbors, and sometimes there is a certain sense of a community or an approach. And some board members will look and say, you don't fit within the culture. And it's interesting. I've seen this in neighborhoods that are changing. You hear about, you know, gentrification as an example, and you actually get a sense that they were turned down for this. The other thing is you'll see, and this is not, this is not common, but there are a number of buildings like this. Some of the smaller buildings that are self-managed where people actually pitch in and some of the work in the building to maintain it. And there's definitely a sense of wanting people to participate. So you got to know the culture of the building. Right. We are taking our load of pop news. We're going to be back. We're going to finish talking about co-ops and the reason most people, the biggest rejection that people get rejected. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.